Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and on today's episode, we're going to be looking back at the 3-0 victory in the UEFA Europa League over Dundalk. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the podcast coming to you at a slightly different uh, time today, early morning edition. Um, So I do apologize for the change in kind of schedule. Um, As many of you guys will have seen on the the YouTube community page, I took a couple of days off of work um, and I considered sort of breaking that last night to come on and do the live episode following the game against Dundalk. But then I thought, I got a really crazy weekend of work coming up and I'd had a couple of beers and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to chill out. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm not going to do any work tonight and I'll come back tomorrow. Um, This is the first of two shows that we're going to be bringing you today. Um, I'm delighted to say that I'm going to be joined by Talk Sports' Alex Crook. Uh, Just after lunchtime, we're going to be discussing his new book, um, which is Arsenal-related, and we're going to be getting his take on Mikel Arteta's Arsenal so far. So very much looking forward to that. So whilst I didn't bring you an episode last night, you're going to get a double whammy today. You're going to get two episodes, and then tomorrow morning, that's Saturday morning, you're going to get the Manchester United preview. So I'm very much looking forward to doing that as well. So plenty of content coming your way within the next 24 hours. So if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, and I think we're around about 25 subscribers away from hitting that magic 10,000 mark. Now, if you are new to the channel, please do hit that subscribe button. It is so, so important. Um, Uh, your support is very much appreciated and whilst you're at it hit the like button too Uh, big good morning to everybody who's joining us in the live chat and of course to those of you who are going to be watching this back or listening to this back a little bit later on let's uh without further ado get into last night's game it finished arsenal three dundalk nil um easy victory in the end for the gunners although before we kind of get into it and go into it in a little bit more detail i think dundalk deserve a lot of praise and a lot of credit for the performance they put in. I mean, nobody gave them a hope in hell, but I thought that Dundalk gave a really, really good account of themselves. Up until we broke the deadlock on around about sort of the, um, the uh, well, around about the stroke of half time, actually Dundalk had done really, really well. And if I'm not mistaken, they'd limited us to just one attempt on target. Now, I, I, I remember sitting there during that first half thinking, you know, Mikel Arteta has had a lot of stick, um, you know, with regards to, uh, you know, the lack of creativity and all of that stuff. And I just kept thinking to myself, man, if we don't break down Dundalk, that scrutiny, that criticism, that pressure on Mikel Arteta is just going to increase further. And that will certainly not be helpful going into the game at Old Trafford uh, this weekend. So I was worried about that. Um, but fortunately, we broke the deadlock. Yes, it came from a, a goalkeeping error. But Eddie Nketiah was alert. Eddie Nketiah was alive. 
And that's what Eddie Nketiah does best. I do think there are question marks around his link-up play, around his hold-up play, around his overall game. But one thing you cannot deny about Eddie Nketiah is that he has that instinct in that area of the pitch. And you saw how quickly he reacted, how sharp he was to get to the ball, make something happen, having sniffed the error. So I think that was really a positive to take from Eddie Nketiah's game in particular. And well, once that goal went in, the game and the complexion of the game completely changed. Um, and Arsenal found themselves in a position where they could get a second. Uh, Nicolas Pepe had the ball on the edge of the penalty area. So desperate to score, he kind of shifted it onto his left foot. Looked to kind of bend one into the corner. His kind of trademark finish. Fortunately for us... When the shot did get blocked, it deflected nicely into the path of Joe Willock, who I thought took an excellent touch, opened up his foot and just put it into the roof of the net. I thought it was a really um, calm and cool and collected finish from Joe Willock. And I think there are two interesting points about that goal that you you should know. And, and the first one was the fact that Nicolas Pepe was in a central position. Nicolas Pepe, for me, is at his best when... He is less disciplined. And what I mean by that is he picks up the ball on, you know, or he starts, his starting position is on the flank, but he ends up in the middle when he switches flanks, when he gets into half spaces. I think when that's when Nicolas Pepe is at his best, when it's less regimented. And I do feel like, although I've been one of the people who's kind of said that we need to see more from Nicolas Pepe, I do feel like that is... I guess partly down to the fact that Mikel Arteta's system is at times very regimented, is at times very um, rigid. And so I think when we look at the best moments of Nicolas Pepe since, you know, Mikel Arteta's taken over, all of those, you could argue, have come when he's drifted into those infield positions. Now, for the Willock goal, you could argue that he should have played Willock in. I think that's absolutely the case, that he should have played Joe Willock in there. But it, it wasn't to be. And um, the ball deflected to Willock anyway, and Willock took it brilliantly. From Willock's perspective, I think the fact that he is or was very busy last night, and what I mean by busy is he was... The structure that we had, and partly it was down to the fact that it was Dundalk and a side that we weren't particularly fearful of. But what I really, really enjoyed about Willock's performance was that drive that he showed and that willingness to get into the box to run beyond the forwards at times and get into those positions it was very Aaron Ramsey-esque and you know there are people who didn't particularly rate Aaron Ramsey don't think he was all that great but one thing you cannot deny is that he did have that that ability and that I guess awareness of where danger might occur and he made those runs and he made things happen and if at the very least, you know, all he does is take a defender out of the equation to create room for somebody else, that's a real positive. And that's something that um, Joe Willock really added to our game yesterday. Now, again, I, I don't want to go OTT on individual performances yesterday because of the quality of the opponent. Um, I think that is something that always needs to be as a caveat uh, when we're discussing games like this. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't praise people uh, we shouldn't give them credit where credit's due at the end of the day this game for Dundalk was almost like a cup final it was kind of the you could argue it was one of the biggest games in their history they're taking on Arsenal at the Emirates Stadium a massive historic club like the Gunners with a pedigree way beyond their own um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to Dundalk but that is the case isn't it that is the, the reality of it that is the situation but yeah I, I thought that 
that for that goal, for the second goal, I thought it was a combination of two things. It was Willock making that run beyond, getting up alongside the attack, which was excellent, and the calm, calculated finish. But I also thought we saw the benefit of Nicolas Pepe drifting infield, albeit his shot was blocked. Obviously, the second half started and the second half was... Uh, pretty much one-way traffic and and of course that was helped by the fact that we got a goal so early in the second period which kind of put any doubt as to which way the game was going um, out the window and and it was a wonderful goal from Nicolas Pepe and again it came from Nicolas Pepe drifting infield picking up the ball um, sort of on the edge of the penalty area and I think what was most impressive about this is you know one of the things that drives me mad about Nicolas Pepe and I look at him I go my God, this guy is so frustrating. Like, I know he's left-footed and I know he's got a, you know, a, a favoured foot, but it's like, Jesus, use your right foot sometimes, man. Like, go on the outside, use the right foot. And we saw from Nicolas Pepe that he can use the right foot. And it was kind of an instinctive finish, maybe because he didn't have the time to um, to think about it too much, maybe because he didn't have uh, the space, uh, you know, his instincts kicked in and it was a wonderful finish with his right foot. And the most impressive thing about that, I thought, was that little roll over the ball with the left foot to shift it back onto his right. And with very little back lift, it was an excellent, excellent finish. And it would have done Nicolas Pepe's confidence the world of good. Have Willock and Pepe played their way into contention for Sunday's game against Manchester United? Some will say yes. Some will say no. I think that I'm going to save that chat for the Manchester United preview. Um, but yeah, you know, they certainly gave a good account of themselves. And another player who gave a really, really good account of himself, despite not getting on the score sheet, was Reese Nelson. Now, we know from uh, recent interviews, from recent press conferences, actually, that Reese Nelson, the idea for him from Mikel Arteta and his staff was to let Reese Nelson go out on loan. Um, they didn't find the right destination for him and he stayed at the club and he's going to fight for his place and he's going to battle for a position in Mikel Arteta's side. And again, I thought he was another one who really took the opportunity. Yes, he didn't score. Yes, some people have been talking about the, the final product from Reese Nelson and suggesting that maybe it wasn't quite good enough on the night, but I thought his overall game was very, very good. You could see the confidence flowing through Reese Nelson. And Reese Nelson is someone who likes to dribble, likes to take players on. Um, and I said it in one of our shows midweek where I was with Dan Potts and we were talking about how Arsenal can be more creative, how Arsenal can unsettle defences a little bit more frequently. And one of the things I said was that we need players who will do that, who will pick up the ball, who will dribble, who will run at players, who will cause havoc essentially by just getting the ball and going. And it can you can overcomplicate football, I think. But when you're playing the ball left to right at five miles an hour, you're never really pulling people out of position. How do you pull people out of position? You make them commit. And how do you make them commit? You drive into key spaces with the ball at your feet. And it's so, so imperative that you have players that can do that. And I thought that Reese Nelson proved that he could do that. Again, I'll go back to that point. There's probably some question marks around whether or not he's got that end product, whether the end product is, is you know, what we need it to be. Um, and, and that's a fair debate to have and it's a fair concern to have. But I thought last night he showed a lot of positives and has played his way into contention for me because we're not creating from the flanks at the moment. So why not give the guy a go? Um, you know, I'd like to see 
you know, I've been an advocate of Aubameyang playing from the left, but I think in recent weeks it really hasn't worked. And I'd be an advocate of him going back into that position and we see a little bit more of, of Nelson maybe uh, in those wide positions. I think the fact that Nicolas Pepe went off despite having a really decent game probably suggests that he's in contention for Sunday. But again, we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail on the preview show. Um, right, quick reminder, if you haven't already, smash the subscribe button. We're just 25 subscribers away from hitting that magic 10k mark. And as I've said previously, we'll be giving away an Arsenal home shirt when we hit that milestone. So please, uh, if you haven't already and you're new to the channel, get stuck in um right let's uh let's give you guys a quick reminder as well that this podcast is brought to you by manscape.com so if you're thinking about uh your male grooming needs and then check out manscape.com keep your uh, body hair as trim and as lush as the Emirates stadium pitch but of course hopefully not as green if you enter our discount code chronicles afc all in capitals you get 20 percent off at manscaped Com. Um, it is worth doing if you are interested in that kind of thing. Um, the products are fantastic and um, yeah, 20% off free shipping. Why not? Why not? Um, right, let's talk a little bit about a couple of other bits and pieces with regards to the game. Um, you know, I know that there are a few there were a few players in that side last night. Um, most notably, I would say um, Shkod Ramostafi, Granit Xhaka, Serge Kolasinac, who get quite a bit of stick from the Arsenal fan base and you know I know again I've said it already in the video and in the podcast I know it was Dundalk but clean sheet um, all three of those lads involved in the defence and you keep a clean sheet I think that's pretty good going Granite Xhaka was the captain of course as well um, Runarsson got his first uh, Arsenal start um, and I thought that Alex Runarsson looked pretty comfortable in everything he had to do now Again, caveat that with the fact that there wasn't a great deal for him to do, but I thought he looked pretty comfortable. I thought he looked pretty good. So I was pleased with what we saw from Alex Renarsson and hopefully he'll get more games and be able to push on and challenge Bernd Leno because one thing nobody can deny is that since Emmy Martinez left, that competition for the goalkeeper slot has decreased dramatically and that can't be healthy in any way. Uh, Faller and Balogun got a go Um towards the end of the game as well he got around about the last 15 minutes great to see him come on um and uh you know get a little bit of experience in the UEFA Europa League there's been a lot of talk about him over the summer talks linking him with a move away um he has stayed and Mikel Arteta was very complimentary of Balogun and said that he's someone that if he wants to have a future at Arsenal he absolutely can so looking forward to seeing more of him as well so whilst it wasn't the most inspiring game, you know, a Europa League tie at home in front of no fans against Dundalk, there were some interesting things to take away from it, some real positives. And um, it's good to get back to winning ways ahead of this weekend's Premier League fixture. So um, I'm really pleased and really, really delighted about that. Um, Willian came on, uh, Willian back to fitness, um, which was good, uh, which was a positive. Uh, so good to see that as well. Um, and yeah, it was, look, it, it, it was... By no means a classic. Um, it was by no means a a thriller or a game that I'd want to particularly sit and watch again. But there were some positives to take away from that. And at a time where we'd been in a little bit of a downer, a couple of defeats. Um, yeah, we got a win in Vienna, but we didn't play particularly well. I think the mood was quite down uh, around the Arsenal fan base. And although this won't go all the way in rectifying that and bringing us back up to the kind of heights that we want, um, 
it is a step in the right direction. Um, it's another win in the group, um, and it's you know it, it's a real positive. So I'm I'm delighted with the result, delighted with some of the individual performances, as I've said, and uh, we look forward uh, to what's going to happen on Sunday. Fingers crossed. It's a positive for Arsenal. Quick reminder: Alex Crook of Talksport will be joining me at uh, I think it's going to be at twelve thirty p.m. UK time live. Uh, we're going to be discussing his new book and getting his take on Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a uh, a preview show of the trip to Old Trafford. If you haven't already, hit the like button. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back very, very soon with more. And I look forward to joining some of you again a little bit later today. Until then, take care. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.